When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to the Ear of Town Dockers Debate. Good afternoon, dear listener. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Dockers Debate, um, kindly hosted on the stream by Mr Nick Hart and all those at Acton Millwall. I am joined proudly for this inaugural episode by Mr Adam Woodward, the first team manager, coach and head honcho of Eriff Town FC. Say hello, Adam. Hello, um, hope everyone's well and uh, keep on listening. Keep on listening indeed. Up the Dockers and, and hashtag all that. Um, so we are currently at Bayliss Avenue um, where... We are at the new stadium of Eriff Town FC after a recent move from the uh, Eriff Leisure Centre. So, should we uh, have a walk and talk, see yeah, how we get on here? Good. So, yeah, just going through the main gate here, for those who don't know Bayliss Avenue, um, former home of which club was it? Tensby Town. Um, I played here as a youth team player and a first team as well in reserves. Um, and this wasn't like this when I first played here. It was, the pitch was where it was now, but there used to be, the car park used to have our clubhouse in it. There was no 4G, this 4G used to be uh, a training pitch that we played on as a youth team. Um, but the first team pitch hasn't moved, it's just been built around. Yeah, and just walking in there, it's a lovely uh, 3G, 4G pitch there. You've got a couple of young lads, um, I'm hoping they've booked, they've played to book it. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's one of the local community projects going on down here. Uh, there's quite a few community projects here um, that, that Charlton you do. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely facility. Obviously, that's all being taken up in the next few weeks or a month or so to be laid with brand new uh, 3G AstroTurf being laid on there so it looks nice and fresh. No it does doesn't it and, and to be fair as well um, this was obviously part of the move as well wasn't it to train on facilities like this or at least have some of your first team training your Kent Youth League teams playing and training here? Yeah it, it, it just made sense really obviously the Leisure Centre was a great place we had some good times there but as a club for us to move to the next level we need something that's more secure um, and something that we can have a long term lease on there obviously we're looking to get naming rights for the stadium in July with a, with, a, with a company to be associated with. So it just, like I said, it made sense to move here and um, obviously see our long-term future here. No, exactly. And you've probably heard there the uh, automatic doors opening there and we're now in the sort of facilities where the changing rooms are and the bar. We'll go to the bar shortly in a minute. Or do we go to the bar now? <laughs> go up to the bar. Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, while we're taking the stairs up, tell us about last season, Adam. It was a fourth place finish, wasn't it? Really close, um, basically up until the second or third week before the yeah, end. Yeah, all went, four of us were in it, weren't we? Yeah, last down to the last two games, really, we fell away a little bit. Um, we, we suffered a lot for our FA Vars, um, going as far as we could in that. And I think we had a good cut run in semi final of another cup, and maybe that, that, that hurt us towards the end of the season with injuries with players. 
But it was another improvement for the club. Obviously, there's a lot of big hitters in our league, and we um, we managed to compete up until, like I said, the last the last two games really. And unfortunately, we just couldn't we couldn't keep going, and we lost a lot of big players towards the end, a lot of goal scorers first towards the end, which um, sort of hurt us massively. But it was an improvement on what it's been. It's, it's the most points that the club's ever got in the league, furthest ever got in the Vars. So the the boys have broke some records there, and it's now time to. Um, push on next season and to be fair ultimately um, and this isn't any disrespect to the teams who've gone up and please don't take the wrong way if there's any non-league fans who listen um, and follow those teams but you know Irith and Belvedere they had, they had quite a big gamble didn't they and it obviously paid off Phoenix come down from the IFME and uh, South East so they already had a couple of players who were used to play on higher level so even though the sort of the Sheppies and the Chathams had gone they were replaced with pretty much like the like weren't yeah, they yeah there's obviously this season's going to be even tougher we've got a few sides I think I would say there'd be a uh, 10 to 12 teams looking to all be fighting for them playoff spots and some sides had good runs last year as well we had a like I said we had a very good run fell away at the end but all we can do is worry about ourselves and that's what we'll do next season we don't really need to add too much 90% of the team stayed probably add two or three players to that and then um, try and stick together and set up a game plan for this season absolutely and I'm no um, under um, different embargoes and rules like that we're not allowed to talk about any new signings but we've obviously got a list of people we want to come in it's looking promising. Yep, so we set our target out. There was three targets I've, I've spoken to and hopefully they should be across the line. Obviously, no one can sign until, I think it's the 1st of July is when the forms come out. So, at the moment, it's all handshakes and agreements. So, obviously, like I said, 90% of our teams agreed to stay. Um, the boys that I'm talking to at the moment are in discussing whether they come across or not, but that's going really well and hopefully we can get them on ball for pre-season. We can... We can kick on straight, start straight away. Well, if it's like a Paul Gascoigne thing, do you remember when he was good to, to sign for Man United? Then he well, went abroad himself for Spurs. Been a little bit, um, I might have been a little bit too young for that. So. Oh, well, I was going to say, well, <laughs> if, if I need to go to the Costa, the Costa del Sol to, to no, we've had know, we've had a few meetings so far. We've had a few meetings so far, so. Um, like I said, that's all we can do, but hopefully we can get them on board. Yeah. Well, part of this walking talk as well, we're, we're, up, we're up in the bar area at the moment, which is slightly different to the one at the leisure centre. One thing I will say is they seem to have working pumps, which the leisure centre didn't have, yes. which is always a plus. Yes, that is a plus. That is a plus. Um, obviously, I think it's very important, the bar area, um, to socialise after the game with teammates. And obviously, even midweek, it's important to socialise as well. There's no, no harm in having a beer after training and... Having a beer after thought, I think it gets the team together really well, and it's maybe something we we, we slightly missed at the Leisure Centre. But obviously, we found a home down in the Running Horses, um, and it was really good down there. And we obviously now we don't need to go too far. We've got one here, which is ideal. It's another reason why we look to move. Absolutely, and the thing is as well is that I mean, with with the bar at the Irith Leisure Centre again, we we are, um, we are, the Dockers debate don't actually condone getting um, <laughs> massively drunk at football games. It might help, depending on who's playing some weeks, but you never know. Um, but the, the view from that bar area wasn't particularly great with the big stand there. Yeah. Um, but again, it could show up here that, you know, if, the, if there's a bad day where we had, like against Punjab last season when it was absolutely throwing it down, and also we were from Belvedere when the rain was horizontal and you might need to get back upstairs yeah. and sheltered. You've actually got quite a good view of the pitch from up here, haven't you? There's a balcony yeah, area a, as well. It's a, it's a good facility. Obviously, it needs a little bit of TLC, maybe with certain areas of it but I think it's a great facility to um, it's a, it's a, pro- what I call a proper football ground really so it's got it's, it's four-sided there's no running track no more and, and, like, and it, it, we've got really next season to kick on and 
we've got it all here to uh, progress. Yeah, I mean, and just looking at it here, um, you're, you're right over the, you are right close to the pitch, like you say. I mean, I, I, I really like the uh, Fleisher Stadium in a sense, you know, you could speak to the committee members, the staff yeah. members who were there, but there was, as you say, there was that gap, wasn't there, with the running track. Um, yeah. So I, I, I believe on a former show last season, I called it like a sort of eerie version of an Italian football ground, really, wasn't it? Where you had that big track yeah, and you couldn't get near the pitch. Yeah, it was, but obviously it helped us a lot, if I'm honest. Um, when we played there, teams didn't like coming there and the game could be slowed down using that and sometimes it worked to our advantage, sometimes it didn't. But this is like sort of my facility. Obviously I played here when I was younger, it wasn't as good as this, but yeah, see, the pitch is decent as well, it's looking nice out there towards the end of the season. So like I said, it might need a little bit of TLC, but that's something we can all do together and work as a club, work alongside our grand share with our sporting club Thamesmead and and, and really, really make sure this is one of the best grounds in the league. Well, the thing is, we've just walked down the stairs now from the bar area, which is only about sort of, I'd say, about 10, 12 um, sort of stairs, if you will. Just looking back there, there's some chairs there where I'm guessing, obviously, the directors and some other people would sit if they, you know, if, if it allowed. But, I mean, the pitch now is, it's, it's like, it's lovely, isn't it? It's, it's very, I mean, there's still a few bits and pieces here and there, but straight away, it, it, it's dead flat. You know, there's there's no real bubbles anywhere. You go to some pitches at this level. Um, you know, Erith and Belvedere is a nice pitch. Don't get me wrong, but it has a tendency to be a little bit bobbly, doesn't it? But this is, I mean, looking at it, it's it's, it's pristine, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's, like I said, it's a nice it's a nice pitch. Um, hopefully, obviously next season can stay the same, and we can we can get down and work hard and do what we do, and we're on the pitch. And but like, it's just the whole whole place is just a little bit. Like I said, it's a little bit. Now you're walking around four parts of the ground. You're not just walking on one side, um, and yeah, it, it just it just feels more like a football stadium. If, and I feel if we want to move on to the next level, which we're looking to do, and we're looking to progress. Obviously, we're finishing fourth last season and wasn't far off the playoffs in second. We need to progress now, and uh, I think this will help us massively. And the thing is, as well, with the non-league, you, you obviously know this level a lot better than I and some of the other listeners, but you go to places like Sheffield United, when I went last season to watch them play Beckenham, um, Eric and Belvedere we've spoke about already, uh, VCD against uh, Hastings a couple of years ago. You do tend to get fans, you know, they, they go behind the goals of the team um, when the, the, the goals they're attacking, if you get what I mean. So, you know, you'll see a lot of movement walking around these stadiums. And to have this opportunity, you don't really need like a, a sort of Dockers end or an Ear of Town end, you know, because essentially the crowd take the end with them, don't they? Yeah, they do, yeah. And obviously, uh, with, with, I think it was, I think our stadium, um, our attendances were up some just under 50%. I think we was the second best to deal. So, so we're starting to get a little bit of a following now. And obviously, it'd be nice for them to come down and view the ground and follow us here and be able to move around four sides instead of just sitting in one stand at the Leicester Centre miles away from the pitch mm. Tell us some, some some better moments last season what bits stand out for you I mean it was there was it was. A, I think you can kind, kindly say it was a kind of slow start compared to like the year from Belvedere's who went out like yeah, a train look, Do you know what we, we we understand where we are as a club and what what we need to do and yeah it was I think we had a, obviously the Vars run was, was superb to get as far as we did in that and uh like I said, some of the wins, obviously a white witch that were winning four 0 there was superb. Yeah, but, then I, result, yeah. but then I look at I look at some of the wins like the wins at home to Punjab, which were were really good because they're a really tough side. They beat Deal six 0 in the cup final. That was a really tough game. And then like some of the disappointing obviously we lost away at Deal, but I think we was tremendous in both games and we didn't really embarrass ourselves in any of them. And I thought we could compete. The first game of the season against Phoenix, I know we lost again, but it was a fantastic game of football for the neutral. Same as when we went there and lost 2-1. Um, 
fantastic game for the neutral. But yeah, then the the the, 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 the Whitstable turn away was really good, like I said. But uh, listen, all all wins are great. Um, but it's nice as well. Obviously, last year when we played Kent away, for having a 16-year-old scoring on uh, coming off the bench and scoring goals, and it's just nice to see a lot of lot of the youth coming through now. I like watching the youngsters come in and play. And obviously, people like Tom Ash has played 50, 60 games at this level now. Same as Alfie Eldred, Ronnie McLean, Joe Chalker. These boys are, are really pressing on now, and it's up to them to move on to the next level and take the club to the next level. Well, that was the thing I remember a couple of years ago, last game of the season, um, the 3-2 away win at Erith and Belvedere. I remember we spoke and you had about five or six um, youth players in your starting lineup, and that's something you wanted to push. And like you say, you've got like Alfie Eldred there. Um, you've also brought in players such as Harry Taylor, who's had a great season yep. as well. Yeah, we don't, We haven't seen the best of Harry Taylor yet, if I'm honest. We've... Um, we've Oh, um, go on, go on, take that one, take that one. Yeah, no one knows you're taking that ball from the stand. Um, no, so we've only had Harry. We, we missed Harry for what? He's only really played a third of the season, and his goal ratio was really good. Mm. Um, and I'll be honest, we we need a fit Harry Taylor. He's back in training already. Um, starts tomorrow. Well, he starts tomorrow. He's back training by himself, but he's going to go back with a few of the other lads starting tomorrow. So we need to get him fit. We need to get him right, and we need we do need to strengthen, like I said, three or four players and. Hopefully that can uh, progress us on. Absolutely. And the thing is as well, like walking around the stands, for people who, who will be coming over in the next few weeks when we've got some pre-season friendlies arranged, you'll probably see a few sort of blank advertisement boards um, around the place. We'll just stop here for a second and have a quick look around. But, I mean... Well, the like, plan is to paint all these boards red and black, so we need as many volunteers as we yeah. can to get down here. We want to paint all these boards red and black um, just to make it a little bit more homely. Obviously get a few few banners up everywhere but it's, it's like I said it's a lovely facility to be playing at yeah I mean like looking at it now we're, we're sort of by the uh, corner flag if you will just by the main entrance and again you're they say you're an away fan similar to the games we went to a couple of years ago when you had um, Irritan v Portsmouth in the under 18s game yeah. I know that was obviously a youth game but still massive numbers the Phoenix game last year was 360 325 yeah. something yeah, like that yeah, ma ma massive numbers there you know you Non-league non football, it's got that thing about it where it, it's kind of community. You do get your sort of diehards and you do get your people who, who do follow the team, but you also get a lot of people who come down and just watch the football. Yeah. But, you know, if you've got an opposition player here taking a corner and he can feel all the year of town, fans around him really supporting the team, that's a, that's, that's a kind of pressure yeah, you want and, and, and you, you want to feel the, your, your team feed off, am I right? And obviously moving away from where we was in the community, I think, our, like I said, our, our tendencies went up. We've, we've come here and we're doing a lot of work in the community here in Thamesmead. I know uh, Mark's massive on it. He's given, I think he's looking to give out every child in terms of a free season ticket for them to use to come down and watch games. And like I said, this, we want as many people from the local community to come and watch us. And I know obviously yourself and Mark are driving that as much as we can to try and get people out. Obviously we've recruited new youth teams as well. We want them heavily involved with the move. And it's nice to be based in one place really. And and, and, and had that club feeling instead of being the nomads mm. that are here, here and everywhere. Yeah. I think since I've been at the club, we've played at VCD and EFLA, so this will be the third the ground we've played at and this is one we want to see our long-term future at. Absolutely, and the thing is as well, you, you were just saying there about the youth. I mean, I've known Mark for a couple of years, known you for a couple of years now, obviously, um, working quite closely together now. But, I mean, the, I, I, what one thing that always drew me to this club more than some of the other non-league clubs in the area because it's quite easy to in a nice way to latch onto a non-league club there's so many around you know where I live you've got about four or five in, in what a, a two three mile radius you know here of town here from Belvedere Welling United Dartford you, the list is endless but the emphasis on the youth the community the local area bringing people in retaining the um, people who come in but also not just bringing these people in 
just to bring in money or just to sort of get like loads of tickets in or shirts sold or you, you name it but just to be part of the community get these people in to feel like they're part of something that's what's really pulled me into this tent yeah and, and that's and that's what we're about we want people to come along and, and feel comfortable and come support the team and, and be part of the, the dockers family and that's what it's all about really it's about all being together you see in our on our volunteer day that we had you've got 18 to 20 people looking to put work in it's, it's fantastic and it just shows what we are as a club we're all like a little family from the players down to little Johnny who comes and watches with his kids it's, it, it, no one's no one's uh, bigger than what the club is and we all look to be together and like I said it's nice to see the players interacting a lot with the with the fans and they'll come and watch and it's even nice to see some some people um, coming down with, with shirts on and things like that we sold a lot of shirts last year mm. um, and yeah that, that's really good and people like I said people asking for photos and it's great for the it's great for the players. It's great for the people, and it's great for the local community. Exactly, and the thing is as well, what some fans don't realise is when when the players see that as well, and they can feel that from the fans. You know, that could be in the nicest way. So some some teams, some clubs, as I've spoke about with some well, with some other teams over the past couple of years, uh, non-league football can be a little bit like a merry-go-round, can't it? You you could have one or two players who've had about four or five clubs in in a couple of seasons, but to to really have that feel where you know you've got a decent fan base who's really really supporting you that that could be the difference in keeping you at a club or, or keeping key players at clubs yeah it's 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 tough and obviously myself I, I i can't get drawn away from the club i've had offers in the past and it just seems to keep you here if town seems to keep you here the, the way it is the way the place is the way the people are and like i said we won't change from that we won't change from what our ethos is either with playing the youth team bringing them through but now I think it's about the time for us to really push on and we've got to look to do that next year and we know that we've had a, a three full seasons now we want to try and try and now go to that next level all we've done so far is improve as a team and as a club from on off the field and on the field and now we want to look to go to that next step and it will be mighty tough next year but we're looking forward to it absolutely I'll tell you what let's, let's start walking around to the um, youth pitches around the corner which even though they're not within the main sort of speech mark stadium, if you will. Yep, thank you for pointing me in the right direction of where to go. You think I'd know by now. Been, been, been here a few times. Um, they, they won't be playing in the sort of main stadium itself, if you will. But, I mean, just just for these kids, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to help out, obviously, with the youth teams. I've got a couple of teams myself involved. But, you know, the, the idea is for these kids to sort of train the next day. I'm not sure even what that is. What is that alarm? Uh, I was going to say, I hope that weren't my car alarm. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll leave the alarm, dear listener. Um, but as we were saying, though, no, there's the um, there's the youth there's the youth teams that I'm obviously going to help be a part of, and um, just overall help the whole youth system. But what do you want from that's the, the press box, mate? That's the press box down there. That little um, that little bench, slight like upgrade from um, Era Pleasure Centres, is it not? Yeah. That, that... We've got a press box. That's a, that's a two that's a two seat bench rather than the one seat. Yeah. Um, no, so just going back to it, with, with the youth, what are we um, what are we planning for the youth teams, the Selkent teams, and all these uh, the, the the youngsters who are coming through? Yeah, so obviously we want to try and interact them as much as possible, integrate them in being involved and being around the first team. Obviously, we like them all down as mascots. We had that numerous times last year. See, it'd be good for them to get training in Saturday mornings and stay a little bit and watch the first team. After that, see all the youth team players get a free season ticket as well as part of the club. So I just found that boy over there. No thank you. Um, just saying thank you to receptionist there for uh, being a makeshift ball boy. Um, obviously, we want them to, to pop along, watch the first team, and, and feel like obviously a part of a club. And it, it's great, like I said, for them all to be in one place. It's, a, it's ideal for everyone. Um, and yeah, that's 
we just want we just want like i said everyone to feel part of something and, and feel part of earth town well one of the things for me is when i've come over to have a look um basically where the sort of uh, grass pitches are where sort of the youth team's going to play the, the the sort of under nines under tens um, possibly some of the other mini soccer teams would come yeah. over in the juniors depending on uh, fixtures and calendars and availability it's you know, you, you, you want them to work hard, you want them to enjoy their football. That's the, pri- that's the primary initiative with anything under under 12. That's FA initiative, it has to happen. But you also want to inspire them. And I think when you've got a, a setup like this and they're going to be training, what, literally a stone's throw from the stadium um, and, you know, at training, you could really say to these kids, you know, if you work hard and you really develop and, you know, really put the effort in yourselves, we still want you to enjoy the game. We still want you to uh, have fun playing the game and have a smile on your faces. But you can literally point over to this absolutely lovely stadium and go you know you could potentially be playing here one day if it all goes well yeah and, and what some people tend to forget people like like we said about the youth team players earlier they was all they was all playing uh, under 16s under 18s football for Earth Town and they've progressed into the first team environment and as well they've they get a chance to play in competitions like the FA Cup and not everyone can say that they've played in the FA Cup which is good for these youngsters but like I said, it's a nice little facility over here with the grass. It's, a, it's an area that we can use for the uh, youth teams. I know the first thing we'll be doing some sessions out here pre-season while the, uh, the 3G's being fixed or relayed. So mm-hmm. it's an area we can come out, we can play. It's, it's, it's a nice, nice facility. It's caged off. It's got... It's, 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 it's like a one-club feel then. If you know, yeah. like I said, it's a one-club feel. It's not just an area where you're playing out here, you're playing there. They're all playing in the same area, same same location which is really good and mm. you'll pop along on a Sunday you'll see me watching youth team games so making sure everyone's going well and see what we've got coming through for the future and, and that's the thing as well it's like you, you do get a lot of teams who in the nice possible without naming names they, they set up the youth teams in the community kind of to tick a box and again that's I'm not going to name names or be disrespectful um, other clubs do it really really well um, but it'd be good obviously if we can continue with this as well and um, ah, the gate's locked. But we can look through the fence. Look, we can look through the holes. But like you said there, Adam. You know, I mean, I was, I went to uh, one of the mini soccer games the other day to have a look. And you know, you're you're reffing the game. I know, obviously, yeah. it's a friendly against the team you also know quite well. But it's very it's very um it's very rare you get a first team manager of a sort of non league semi professional team reffing um, yeah, un- un- under eights um, Selkemp football um, on a Friday night. And again, that's absolutely no disrespect to the the Selkemp teams because obviously. I was a part of it last year, going to be a part of it next year. You've obviously got some lovely talent coming through. Like, you know, you see some kids play football and you think these will get spotted in a few years yeah. the way they're going. But how often do we get first-team managers come along, take time yeah, out of their day to the games? It's, it's something that I, that I try and do to be seen around the youth team environment and watching kids coming through, just interacting with the coaches and things like that. Obviously, it, it, it's more here than just being a first-team manager. And a lot of first-team managers will just focus solely on the first-team. That's not what I'm about. I want to make sure all the teams are doing well and all the teams are enjoying themselves. And I want to ch- I try to get to know all the children's names as much as I can as well, which is tough, obviously, because there's a lot of kids. But, yeah, it, it, it's just popping <coughs> along and being that face and giving little bits of information, if you can, to help them out. And, like I said, it, I don't claim to be no Pep Guardiola, but sometimes the kids appreciate a little tip that's what I try and do yeah and also as well for these kids in, in, in the nicest possible way you know you, you're obviously the first team manager um, you can have first team players come down watching them for them that that's the incentive to really kick on you know like like you're playing at lovely facilities you're playing for a for a well-known respected uh, non-league semi-professional side 
you're part of a you, you come down train and play at lovely facilities or we're in the car park about to get run over um, and you've got the first team manager and the first team players really interacting with you and showing a, a, a real interest in how you're doing there's not really a uh, there's not really a lot more you can ask for really if you're a young player is there no no and, and that's what it's about and it's like I said we want to try and be in one place so they all they're all getting to play and they can see the first team pitch they can see maybe finish their training session and see them walk past the first team lads training and like I said none of the first team lads claim to be superstars we're all down to earth people we've actually got some first team players that are that are managing teams next year and doing some coaching we're trying to encourage that as well which is really good and like I said try and keep it within the club yeah brilliant and I think to be fair I think that's our tour we've done the walk around the pitch we've yeah. uh, We've seen the bar, the important area, with the Moretti and Guinness on tap. Very important. Yeah. I, I think we try and get Madri in there as well, if yeah. anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've seen the youth team pitches, which is obviously where the youngsters are going to play. Anything else from you, Mr Woodward? No, just looking forward to next season. Obviously, the move's going to be fantastic. And hopefully we can have a, a good season and both ourselves and Millwall can get up the league. Absolutely, yeah. Why not? Um, so this is the Dockers debate signing out. Hashtag up the Dockers. Cheers. Thank you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.